When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Andy Bush. Welcome to the bonus round, your Monday episode of Guestimators, the game show where guesswork beats Google. As ever, I'm joined by my stalwarts, my homie, Statman Matt, and producer Will. Fellas, how are you doing? Good, thank you, Bush. Very good. Bush, I want to know about your sausage rolls. Oh, yeah, I made sausage rolls. That sounds like an incredibly personal question, but um, what Will's referring to is I-, I tried making sausage rolls for the first time a bit earlier on today. And what was the verdict? Well, have you guys, have you ever made sausage rolls before, either of you two, you sausage roll makers? I can't imagine Matt will have done. <laughs> oh, yeah, every week. Sorry. Matt, every week we, we seem to go on about something that's an absolute nightmare for you. Although v- vegans can have um, sausage rolls, couldn't you? What, what could you have in there? A bit of couscous or something? Yeah, a few lentils. lentils a few, yeah. I think the Greg's sausage, I think the Greg's vegan sausage rolls outsell the meat. They ones. are very good. Yeah, they're good. Um, no, it was, do you know what, right? I, I'm always one for taking the mickey out of myself with, with how I cook and all that kind of thing. Uh, but. Sausage rolls, dead easy, and they taste amazing. They taste absolutely amazing. I did, I did two sets. I did one which was just straight up sausage rolls with like handling sausage meat. I'm going to be honest with you, it's quite weird. It's quite a weird sensation. Uh, it's like it's like a it's like a, a grim meaty version of Patrick Swayze's ghost. Oh yeah, nice. that kind of thing. Um, so the first, the straight up ones were great, and then I did a second set with um, a bit of the relish that uh, my father-in-law sent down from Northumberland. He's like a keen gardener, a bit of a MacGyver, and. Uh, uh, a great cook, and he sent down this kind of um, chutney relish. I put that in the second set, and it was a triumph. If I, if I may say so myself, they were a triumph. Nice. What, what inspired you to do it? My friend Jeff, uh, when we went to watch Everton versus Crystal Palace in the week, I don't know if you saw the game on TV, it was, wasn't the highest quality game in the world, so the chat varied away from um, the football. Uh, and my friend Jeff had just uh, taken on his other half, Sarah, at like a sausage roll-making competition over Christmas, and I thought, do you know what? I'd, I'd love to make sausage rolls. I really, at the end of the day, I want, I want this to be like a portal to uh, to making pasties. Oh, That's my yeah. long term, my five year goal because I love pasties. Obviously, I'm from Devon, um, but I'd love to make pasties. So this is this is the kind of first step in that direction. Five years. I, I urge a, you both. Give it go. Five years is a long time, Bush. I feel like you could do it. Yeah, sooner. I want a Leon C Bakery. Leon C Bakery within five years. Uh, literally, only only. Only trading for two months and I have to close my doors because yes. it's not financially viable. But um, yes, yeah, so I, I would I would say give that a go. Uh, one other thing I want I want to talk about very, at the very beginning of this podcast, we are chatting to each other over video chat because because that's how it is in this particular episode. Uh, and producer Will is wearing um, it's a very fuzzy bear style hoodie, isn't he? Uh, Statman Matt, you know what I'd describe it as Will, and and don't take this the wrong way. The instant look I'm thinking is decapitated bungle. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like you're taking Bungle from Rainbow's head off. Yeah, I can see that. It's uh, it's it's lovely from Uniqlo, very warming. Um, I'm absolutely boiling at the moment because I have done a load of jobs today. I had to take put all the Christmas decorations back in the loft. I've been cooking a beef stew all day, so I've been. I'm actually Ooh. sweating underneath this, but it's good because it's freezing in the house. Okay, so you've been busy. I've been making sausage rolls. Uh, Statman Matt, what have you been doing? Um, apart from actually, I've just written down a guesstimator's question from inspired by that. What's the best mm. baked good? Oh. So that could be coming in a quiz, 
quiz quiz soon. Pasties versus sausage rolls. Versus, I love a lattice. I, I absolutely anything that's a lattice. There's something about a lattice that is almost almost mythical. So um, yeah, it's got me thinking. That's a great one for down the line. There you go. That's why you listen to this bonus round. A, stru- a strudel. A strudel's great a as strudel. well. So that is why you listen to this uh, bonus round episode because you get the steer on the questions of the future. That's right. Actually, the question would be, what's the best thing with pastry? Maybe that's the better phrasing yes. for it. Yeah, that's good. I sent Matt. I I sent Matt a late night, uh, <laughs> like at about eleven o'clock at night. I think was it a voice note or um, just a message with a guesstimator's question, which <laughs> which was, uh, what what's the best day of the week for bin day? Oh, <laughs> well, just out of curiosity, what what days do you work off, you guys? What are your bin days where you are? Uh, ours is Wednesday. Uh, everything goes on a Wednesday. Yeah, same, Everything. same. Yeah, same with us. It's, yes, must. it's Wednesday as well. Yeah, we're all Wednesday. Well, I mean, I, I'm up for, you know, looking into changing that up. It'd be good to get it done on maybe uh, maybe maybe Tuesday morning or Monday morning and get it done for the rest of the week. But um, again, that's the discussion. See, I'd prefer a Friday. I'd prefer a Friday because then you're getting rid of it all ahead of the weekend and then you've got the yeah. weekend to make as much mess as you need. Like it. If you're having people over, you can fill the recycling with wine bottles and, you know, all the food waste. So yeah, for me it's a Friday. Um, Essentially, this is just so Will can hide his uh, booze, basically his his empties <laughs> ahead of the weekend and stocking up again. Anyway, uh, let's let's get on with this week's episode. Um, we've got a lot to cover. Statman Matt, I believe we've had a request from one one of our listening public. Yeah, we've had quite a lot of correspondence through about it's actually about you, Bush, and your performance on the Guestimators quizzes. It's been um, it's been pretty brutal actually. We um, there was there was a there was an exchange where Bob of Gold said. There are some unbelievably awful shouts from Bush on this podcast. Right. Like to the point where I think he brings the game into disrepute. Oh, is that what he said? Well, you need to, this is, this is, this is, um, you need to get kind of clarity on my role, Bob. I'm talking to you, mate, on my role within this, right? Although it's kind of played out in the pantheon that is the, um, the, the grand tapestry that is the Guestimators podcast that I'm going head-to-head with the celebrity. But deep down, I'm more like their spirit guides. You remember, remember Derek Acora had uh, looked to the other side and, and have Sam, his Native American uh, spirit guide. I'm a little bit like that. I, I, even though I am slightly playing against the the celebrity quizzer, I, I'm there to offer a reflection and contemplation and juxtaposition. So I'm not necessarily always playing for the win. I think there's been a couple of times where I thought to myself, you know what, I think that might be the right answer, but to make it interesting, on behalf of the of the destination and the listeners, I'm going to pick the the alternative option for the sake of the quiz. I think, listeners, what Bush is saying there is is not as thick as he might come across. Exactly. Like um, like an over-friendly Labrador, but weirdly enough, because worked out how to open the back door. <laughs> and off the back of that, Bush, we had a message through from Tom uh, Bainan, who asked, basically... Can we get a Bush high score, a Bush low score, and a Bush average in there? Also, a running total of Bush versus all guests. All right, I'm being so audited my, now. Is that what's going on? Is that what it is? You are being audited. I'm, I'm doing my Statman Matt thing. And so we've had six quizzes to date. Yes. Bush, you've had one win and five losses. I mean, you actually beat, I don't know whether you remember, you beat Bobby Siegel, the quiz legend. That was your one victory. So the victories don't come along very often, but they are big. I, it was a giant killing, wasn't it? I think that was a giant slaying against, uh, against Siegel. You're, you're averaging a three out of ten, where the celebrities are averaging a five out of ten. That's not that bad. And um, yeah, yeah, I think that's pretty good. And your highest score to date 
is five, and your lowest was a, a meagre one and a half uh, against Maddie Dan. I don't know whether you remember. Uh, Maddie Dan, obviously, etc. Uh, medical background, incredibly intelligent. I think she got in my head in that particular episode. She was she was in my head. So no, that's a good point. Bainan is the Bainan of my flipping life. I've had uh, other messages from him, but um, uh, Tom, you, you, this is what I needed to. I don't know, go again and make sure I perform even better in the next one. So, no, thank you very much. I'll, I'll take a positive out of that. And the, yeah, the other, but most of the correspondence uh, in the last week or so has come about this fictional 100 metre race. Ben Hanlon said on the, uh, it was his favourite question on the on the podcast. And um, if, if to, just, just to remind everyone, mm. it was who would win a 100 metre race between Usain Bolt on a kid size BMX. Prince William and King Charles on a tandem, tandem bicycle. Chris Hoy, just as you go, run race uh-huh. on his, you know, in trainers running. And uh, Lance Armstrong, the, you know, the Tour de France cyclist on rollerblades. So, you know, who'd win on a on a 100 metre race? And actually, producer Will has done some uh, AI driven analysis of this race. Yeah, I thought I'd tap into the world of AI right. and ask our friend ChatGPT to give us a bit of analysis on the race. I sort of want to do it in a robot voice, but I'm not going to. Um, Maybe I will. (laughs) Bolt's unmatched speed and agility on his small BMX bike propel him to victory. He crosses the line with a triumphant grin, showcasing his ability to dominate even unconventional races. The royal duo surprises everyone with their tandem cycling skills. Their synchronised effort secures them a solid second place, Armstrong's cycling background and adaptability to rollerblades earn him third spot. He glides gracefully down the track, demonstrating that his athletic prowess extends beyond traditional cycling. Despite being out of his cycling element, Hoy's determination and powerful legs land him in fourth place. He finishes the race with a nod to his cycling roots, showcasing his versatility in different athletic endeavours. My word. The end. My, I mean, we do we do worry about AI and taking over in the future, and they've got a lot going on, but they haven't got the banter, have they, the, uh, the robots? No. Quite yet. I will say, I will say they're better than Lee Dixon. <laughs> they are. Exactly. Well, it's interesting to see how much um, dirt that particular um, hypothetical scenario can kick up. Do you know what I mean? And Usain Bolt to win, which now what did the public think? They thought it would be Lance Armstrong, right? Lance Armstrong on rollerblades. And yeah, but there's no way, you know, I know this is a ridiculous question. There's no way Usain Bolt would win that race. On a kid-sized BMX. He's too tall. Yeah, he's, a big lad. he's a really big lad. And pretty unfit these days, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing. So there's just no way he's going to... I don't know. I'm not having that. I reckon he could still take you in a race, mate. <laughs> well, let's <laughs> if you're listening, you saying, let's do it. Let's do uh, it. Maybe something for uh, what a what an end of end of year treat for all of our subscribers that would be. So uh, pile a load of uh, money. See if we can get Usain Bolt, a bolt to race uh, Statman Matt at a uh, a pub car park somewhere in in the Midlands. That'd be great. <laughs> we should start a GoFundMe to get. Uh, get matt versus you saying paid for let's make it happen let's make it happen and also as well i just have to say uh will's narration there of that ai surely put you in the mix for the voice of how if uh, they ever remake 2001 <laughs> a space odyssey you've got a good kind of uh a good sci-fi um, malevolent robot voice there will i have to say thanks um we also had a listener uh, send in a voice note about who would win this is Dan from up in beautiful Arnside in the northwest of England. A couple of comments on our very exciting sounding 100 metre race. 
I think in reality, this comes down to the amount of training that each of them is allowed on their assigned mode of transport. I worked the assumption that there's none. So this is going to be gunfired. And the first time that Usain Bolt has ever attempted to get on a miniature BMX bike. So he's got 100 metres to work it out and get up to full speed. I think probably King Charles and Willie would be pretty in sync on the tandem. Um, but really, I think Chris Hoy, he's going to take it because, you know, running's easy, isn't it? And just a quick side note about Lance. I think the obvious thought is whether he's going to be doping during this race. But actually, I don't think that really comes into it because I don't think he's got time in a 100 metre race to stop and reoxygenate his blood supply. <laughs> and what, what was the name of that fantastic listener that has just sent that in? That was Dan from Arnside, uh, near the Lake District. Uh, Dan, that's fantastic. I love that. Um, I've always said that the only way of making the Tour, Tour de France more interesting is just allow them. It's, it's, you can have, you can take whatever you want. It's who's just got the best stuff. Do you know what I mean? So uh, that that would spice things up a little bit. I know, you know, 100 metres he could. I'm sure Lance Armstrong could do the old part of the bus. So you need to go to the loo and quietly get your blood washed uh, in time to get back out uh, and then finish the race at incredible speed. So uh, it's good to get people talking about uh, guesstimators and it's brilliant to hear from you. Uh, you can email us, uh, hello at guesstimators.com. Uh, we're on all the social medias. Check out uh, guesstimators and you can send us a voice note like Dan did uh, with your thoughts on any particular question. Uh, and you could end up on this bonus round podcast. All you need to do is drop us a message 07457 404 279. That's 07457 404 279. The link is also in our Twitter bio. Right, what are we quizzing about this week, Statman? So this week's quiz is called Sunsets, Songs and Shower Snacks. So that's Sunsets, Songs and Shower Snacks. And round one... Uh, this is actually a really fun question. I think everyone's going to have a lot of fun with this. It's simple. What's the best hour of the day? Not messing about there. What do the British public think? There's 24 options, obviously. What's right. the best one? Okay, interesting. I'm about to enter my best hour of the day. So my favourite is 8pm. Wow, 8pm is when you come to life, is it, Will? Is that right? Or is that when, you, when your stew finishes? It's, it's dinner time in the Nichols household. We have a bit of dinner. It's peak what what are we going to watch for the evening and it's not where i'm so tired that i'm falling asleep in my in my sofa so it's where i'm at my most and i wouldn't say energetic but most active uh and not yeah enjoying life so that's interesting then so um people obviously need to answer this quiz this week thinking about how they feel about things you know when are they the most alert you know hearing will they're saying he's 8, 8 p.m. around his house is party hour, but also what the general public think, which at the end of the day is the crux of the issue uh, here on Guestimators. Okay, so that's the first one, sunsets. Let's hit the second uh, subject then, Matt. So round two, this is actually a question that producer Will wrote. We asked the Guestination what the best food to take into the shower with them oh to word. have as a snack. Yes, that is, um, it's quite a strange but quite entertaining thing. Eating in the shower. I won't say it now, but when we actually come to the quiz, I will tell you uh, about the person that phoned my radio show with a thing that he wants to spread the word to the entire world as an amazing snack to take in the shower, and you will not believe it. So make sure you listen uh, at the end of the week for the episode on Friday, and I will tell you that in its full glory, because it's an amazing thing. Looking forward Great. to that. And the last round, definitely one that you're going to fu- you're going to have a lot of chat on, Bush, I think. It's, we asked the guest nation, well, we told them, actually, that they could only listen to music from one decade for the rest of their life. 
and they had to choose one. Okay, well, I mean, I'll be completely honest. It's got to be the 90s. Anything else is wrong. You fill out the quiz how you want, uh, but you say any other decade other than the 90s, it's going to be wrong, technically wrong. So I don't know whether they could be, they get like a, a ban for a week or something like that if they say like the 80s or something. <laughs> yeah, but it all depends on what the general public have said, doesn't it? So it depends on who's been surveyed, the demographic of the destination. And actually, we had some excellent correspondence in from Stuart McFeet, who won the uh, two weeks ago, so the one before Christmas, the one that Rosie Holt was on. He left us a voicemail um, just explaining his tactics around how he plays guesstimators. And actually, I think that lends itself very well to what we've just Uh discussed. Hey, guys. Really enjoying the podcast, and I was very chuffed and also very surprised to be named as one of your guesstimators weekly winners. So thank you for the shout out and for the prize too. Um, When I'm playing the quiz, my tactic is usually to think about how I would answer first, and then I try and get into the minds of other people and see if I can work out what they might think. Taking into account things like my age, what I do for a living, um, geography, what I like, what I don't like. and seeing if I can kind of average out an answer from that. Although quite often it is just a total stab in the dark. Anyway, thanks again. Keep up the good work. And I will be wearing my tote bag with pride. Cheers. Good on him. That's great. It's great, it's great to get an insight into how do people work these things out. And I genuinely think if you persist with uh, guesstimators, not only as a podcast, not only as a quiz, but uh, a way of thinking, a lateral way of thinking, you could end up working for the FBI, uh, you know, that Mind Hunters program where you're, you're you're essentially being able to psychologically profile what people are going to do or how people are going to think. People will start putting their guesstimator <laughs> scores on their CV before long. I'm, I'm absolutely certain yes. of it. Maybe you'll start doing like, you know, private tutoring, like they used to get people to do to, you know, pass the 11 plus. A new, a new God, he's going to train people to win the quiz. We, like we've got a new coughing major mm. on our hands. Maybe we might end up having guesstimators spin-off podcast hosted by past winners giving their tips on how to play guesstimators and we'll have like <laughs> we'll basically be the whole top 10 of the podcast charts will just be guesstimators offshoot guesstimators i'd imagine that's going to happen probably guesstimators all-stars with bobby seagull what about that that'd be so cool okay well there you go well that's interesting yeah and interesting to uh hear how people are doing interesting to hear how many people are taking the mickey out of my performance, <laughs> and uh, it's interesting to to hear people's tactics about how they uh, unlock the um, box within a box within a box, the enigma that is the guesstimators quiz. So a lot to ponder uh, in this particular week. It's over to you, our dear listeners. Make sure you are registered. If you haven't registered yet, get yourself involved. It's dead easy. It drops into your mailbox on Monday morning, and away you go. Uh, go to guesstimators.com, you'll be sent the link to play, and then you'd have to worry about it, get involved, compare your score, not only to the celebrity quizzer at the end of the week, not only to me, but to the rest of the guessing public. That's all from us. Will has got a stew to finish. (laughs) 